This is Paul Nobles from Eat Perform, and I am sitting here with my the co-host of the Friday podcast, Sarah Kumar. Sarah, you want to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. So I have two um, things that I wanted to kind of put out to people that I think will be super, super helpful. One is just like a, a personal thing. Um, and then the other is the one supplement that I recommend to virtually everyone. So I'm going to start there. What okay. I use, um, and actually I, I, I ran out, and I, I just so you guys know, I'm not an affiliate of GNC, so that's how much I love this product. So this is ZMA. It's the Zinc Magnesium Amino Complex. And when you go into GNC to buy it or if you buy it on Amazon, um, we can send you the Amazon link. But truthfully, I don't want people thinking that I'm pushing it because I, I don't, you know. Right. You know, like we don't make enough money off of it for me to sell my soul for the three cents that I would make <laughs> from Amazon. But, but it's so super helpful to people. Now, I will say people like Sarah – when they take ZMA, um, she's convinced that it's a brand issue. Um, we've got a little interrupt there. She's convinced that it's a brand issue, but it's actually not a brand issue. If you read the reviews for all ZMA, if you if you have a, a weird subconscious and your subconscious naturally um, has dragons chasing you in the middle of the night, um, ZMA is going to make that worse, just so you know. Because basically what ZMA does is it allows you to sleep deeper, and so you're more recovered. For many people that don't... Anita's saying there's no sound. There's no sound. Um, I don't know why that would be. I think... She's on GoTo and Facebook. Maybe, Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much assuming that people can hear me on Facebook. Otherwise, they would have already had 100,000 people say, I can't hear you, right? Okay. So, um, but getting back to ZMA, basically, uh, it's been probably four to five months now. I did have a period where um, I had tried to introduce caffeine back in and... Uh, that didn't go so well, but for the past four to five months, I've been without caffeine. And so at the same time I went off of caffeine, I added the ZMA. And I have to say that I was a little drowsy last couple weeks. And this ZMA blend has a little tryptophan in it. Um, so uh, or I think it's actually L-tryptophan. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. so it's yeah. L-tryptophan and so uh, some of that that sleepy feeling that you get after all the turkey you know um, that that's a similar idea there um, so I was a little concerned that I was uh, maybe a little too drowsy in the morning so I figured well I'll cycle off of it and that was a bit of a disaster um, just mm -hmm. You know, you just get really, your workouts are better. You feel better. 
you know, you're more recovered, you're deeper yeah. sleep. I mean, even if you're, you know, I'm somebody that likes to sleep eight to nine hours a night. But if mm -hmm. you're somebody that sleeps six to seven hours a night, the difference between six and seven hours of deep sleep compared to six to seven hours of interrupted sleep is, is huge, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this is, this is something that, that I'm sensitive to because I see a lot of commercials about it right now is whenever, you know, I haven't shaved or whatever, um, I will get like these little patches of psoriasis and I get it around my, um, and I'm actually very self-conscious about it, you know, because I've got to be on Facebook live and, and stuff like this. And so, you know, I'm not super blotchy. So the last time I went to my doctor, which I've talked about in the, in one of the other podcasts, when they chastised me for wanting my testosterone checked, um, she actually did give me a super good tip. Um, and I want to throw it out because I know that this is something that affects a lot of people. And, uh, what she suggested in the past, so I, I have this shampoo that I use. Now, one of, the, you know, one of the reasons why I cut my hair short and one of the reasons why I like my hair short is because if, as my hair goes longer, I'm more affected by you know, scalp type stuff, similar to what happens with my face. So in the past, I used my prescription shampoo um, if anybody listened to the, the that podcast, it's probably a detail I don't need to bring up. But that's why I had I was forced to go in there to get this damn shampoo. You know, as if like <laughs> this shampoo was a big deal. Anyway, long story short, she suggested that, and then I would use cortisone ten also, and it was always good, but it was better if I was shaved, and it never really did quite the job. And so what she suggested to me was that I use a combination of both Lotrimin and Cortisone 10. So I use Cortisone 10 in the morning and Lotrimin in the evening. And normally, if you look at my forehead, um, it can be really blotchy. And I'm just telling you, if you know someone that has this problem, um, let them know to cycle the cortisone 10 and the Lotrimin because this right here, like it all went into almost like a waxy skin type of mode and just went mm -hmm. away, you know. Now, I'm always going to be susceptible, you know, in my eyebrows and in, you know, wherever there's hair, you know, on my face right. and head. Um, I don't get it on the rest of my body. Um, it's just, you know part of that could be a residual i was on like nuclear strength um acne um, ap, um mm. medicine if you remember accutane has been all kind of like yes. you know um there's been all kind of stuff related to accutane i was on that and you know that was not uh, a good experience so yeah um, they're really strong some of those medications yeah so all right so we're going to jump right into Heidi's uh, trend sheet. This is going to be kind of a short one um, just because my whole family is off of school today. My daughter's had finals this week. And then my, nice. Yeah, and then my, um, my wife took half a day off because at the end of the year she's got all this time off. 
um, that's that so she nice. Hasn't used. Yeah, so we're gonna go go for a little hike here in a little bit, and I don't want to waste too much time doing that's that. That's all right. Yeah. Your right. weather's good right now, huh? I mean, it's good for Minnesota. Most people would think it's yeah. horrible, right? Yeah, my kids won't wear coats. Like I'm thirty. It's thirty degrees. It's winter. We need to wear coats. Yeah. So, all right. Now, do Heidi, we have any specifics from Heidi? Because I know no, we had her. No, I did ask her. I haven't heard back yet. Um, I do know Heidi was a group coaching client for a while who had a big, you know, kind of came in real, you know, worried about, you know, didn't want to go to carbs at all, was terrified. She's done a full turnaround. She's done really well. Well, um, yeah. Changing her mindset for, from those way months ago. Gotcha. From severely under eating. Probably the last week, though, there's been a lot of inconsistencies based on travel. You know, she says she's trying to get back in um, the groove, and it looks like, okay, so um, here we go. So she's, she, there's really no logging that's happened. Yeah. And so I don't know necessarily what she would want us to check. Um, Heidi, can you give us more specifics? Because uh, I think my suspicion is that what she wants to do is um, move back to sort of a normal plan. Mm -hmm. So, and, yeah. and I think that that would be right. She says, no, I was logging. Okay. Because I'm not seeing anything past the fourth. Um, can you try and see if uh, as they have my amount reduced because because it was full. Um, that's great, but you are still under eating. It looked like you were on a super cut. Um, some of this stuff was from back in the day and then we did kind of a mini cut it looked like before vacation mm -hmm. um, I do think you need performance macros so if that's what you if you know I know the communication isn't great so this isn't going to make for a phenomenal podcast um, but I think we need to um, move away from where you are right now and gradually move you back to normal calories. So that's the process that I'm going to start doing right now. Um, and for some reason, it wasn't allowing me to do it, but what I'm going to first focus on is getting us some fats back in and getting the carbs to a reasonable level, not, not super extreme. I do think that as we start to push these carbs up, though, we will be in a better spot. Do we have any idea what your weight is? And Heidi, if you could, if you don't want to, you could put it in your sheet or something um, if you don't want to have it published to 1.5 million people. 
That's not always fun, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that would be super helpful because I'd be interested to know how how she did during vacation. Okay, mm -hmm. so weights up a little bit as per expected. You know, fair amount of jerk chicken, right? There's a lot of sodium <laughs> in that stuff. So, um, so yeah, we're going to get you rolling back on performance numbers and then... Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I, I think that a little bit of what you might be thinking is the problem is actually the solution, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we're just going to, well, I think, you know, when we talk about cortisol levels and we talk about some of the things that, that you know, kind of a, a restrictive style or cutting style fat loss, style can do you know we had seen some signs that we were sort of hitting you know a wall and so mm -hmm. that's why for you because i know fats are a little bit more comfortable for you than carbs so i'm going to keep the carbs relatively low um right out the gate and what i want you to do though is reach out to me um two weeks from today and like literally, you know, it's it's the 2nd of December. I want you to reach out to me on the 16th of December so I can see how things are coming along. All right. So let's move to Stephanie. All right. And so Stephanie, I remember we, we made a little bit of a change. We had yeah. some discussion about body fat. Yeah, and her question is, she she thinks she had said that you guys had said it was a programming issue. Could be why um, her her DEXA read higher fat. She switched to hypertrophy training last Sunday. Um, can you take a look at my training tab? Just to see if it's something that um, CrossFit is just a strength in short wads, so it might add some Olympic lifting. She doesn't want to overtrain either. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um you know, a mutual friend of Stephanie and I's is Doug Chapman. And Doug put on his wall that if you train um, randomly, you get random results. And and Doug is sort of, you know, when I took my CrossFit level one, Doug was the coach. So, you know, he's certainly familiar with, you know, CrossFit style training. And actually he has his own method which he refers to as hyperfit and he's a, one of the coaches for a lot of really well-known um, games athletes um, but yeah you know a lot of what you're doing strength wise is going to be something that would be good as it relates to hypertrophy work um, in terms of you know the the plan that we set for you um and i don't know how consistent you know we're seeing a lot of these you know with the the dashboard if you're not familiar with the perform the dashboard that uh we give people there's basically two types there's there's christmas tree which is all greens and then there's there's christmas lights which is basically all the colors of the rainbow um and, right. and stephanie's sheet is definitely um, Christmas lights right now but uh, I do think that 
you know, I'd be interested to hear from her whether she feels different. You know, I know um, we now have two lift clubs, one on Tuesday and now on Thursday. And so on Tuesday, I do 20 minutes every minute on the minute. Um, and usually that's squats. And then my second lift is usually um, bench press or press. And um, more often than not, I'm going for reps. So it's going to be threes or fives. And then, you know, oftentimes I'll downset. So if I did threes, I'll pyramid down in the second half to do fives and sevens, something like that. Um, I don't always do fives and sevens on my knees um, or on my squats just because I just don't want to be torquing my knee like that. But, um, and I've, you know, this last month I've kind of been, my knee's been a little wonky, um, and I've had to work around that a little bit, but, uh, but Thursday night, this was the first Thursday night was this week. So I'm, I did something similar to what Stephanie's doing, um, which is more hypertrophy work. And, and basically I just took four exercises and, just kind of rotated 10 rounds of those things. Um, and uh, last night, I did a few things, um, but I landed on um, press, you know, kind of for volume. Um, I landed on, um, so I would do presses. I did anywhere from three to seven, not super heavy. I think the heaviest that I got to was 115. Um you know, really trying to focus on more reps. And then um, I did sit uh, GHD sit-ups, and I was supersetting GHD sit-ups with dragon flags. Oh, man. About, oh, man. About, like, <laughs> round 10. I mean... Oh, man. Because, like, the pressure that you have to have, right? Yes. To hold that position causes your face to fill up with blood you know and so you know you finish five of those and you know you just like stumble off of the bench you know i was on a bench locked in and then going up and down it was really funny because one of my gym mates because you know i work out at a crossfit gym and and you know the most of the workouts are kind of the same nine to 10 movements. And so people don't see people doing dragon flags. And so, um, the one gal, you know, came up to me and she goes, that's like some Rocky shit right there. You know, (laughs) which, which kind of, kind of cracked me up. Um, so if you're not familiar with dragon flag, you can, you can Google it. Um, but basically, you just lock in using the bench press, and then you, you take your torso, and then you gradually bring your legs all the way down. But there's kind of two ways to do it. You can release, right, which releases the tension um, and allows for a little bit of a, you know, you have to fire the muscle to get up. Or uh-huh. the harder way to do it is actually to hold the position and just kind of maybe like once your butt touches, that's when you go up. 
And that, oh my gosh. that's what I was doing yesterday. And so, um, I can feel it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, don't make me laugh, Sarah. Cause <laughs> oh, no, it's that bad. Well, it's not that bad, but, um, I do them fairly often, but, but I do go in, you know, I probably haven't done them in a month and every time I go a month, not doing them, I think to myself, yeah. this is the best, you know, ab exercise there is you know, yeah yeah uh, it'll give you ragdoll of the abs it's awesome well <laughs> yeah you do have to be careful anytime we're talking about you know ab wheel rollouts and anytime we're talking about this kind of stuff don't just look at the hardest version also look at progressions you know mm -hmm. I, I have a pretty strong core um so so that allows me to get away with some things that other people might not be able to get away with all right but yes yeah, stephanie i think that's the direction that that we wanted to go um little you know would have liked to see uh, weight a little bit lower but obviously consistency has been a little bit of the issue we might we might want to look at the ghillie trick for stephanie if if once yeah. she's a little bit more consistent um we can mm -hmm. use that low day as a way of being a little bit more aggressive but you know i don't so so gilly is watching right now i don't know if she knows that she, I has, think she does, yeah. has inspired the gilly trick um uh -huh. we'll call it the, the gilly method yeah mo most people aren't as gangster as gilly is so not That's, and then i would say it's the other part of it too like talking about stephanie you know having her putting her on it She's got to be consistent because Gilly is like well, spot but, on. But okay, so in Stephanie's defense, she mm -hmm. she is really consistent typically. You know, um, she's actually been GC for a long time, um, mm -hmm. and yeah. So you know, I, I you know I think she would be fine. I think you know it's not uncommon for what mo most of what we're seeing right now, right? That there's just so many people that yeah. um, you know the holidays are difficult for. All right, so let's get to Danielle, and Danielle is going to be the last one we do here. Okay. And Danielle says, when I asked her, you know, specifics, um, she thinks she just needs to be slapped around and told to get my shit together. Um, it's kind of interesting because she's on an older trend sheet. And so let me just see, just to check macro goals here. Because I'm seeing, I'm looking at, because she has an older sheet, it's not giving me the greens. It's not as easy to look at, right? Yeah. And to see what's working or what isn't. Um, I'm seeing a few greens, but obviously there's, there's some inconsistency. I want to see, yeah, there's, you know, no logging. I think there's an interesting, interesting thing about, you know, getting your shit together. What if getting your shit together is using this time as a way of getting exercise in and as a way of 
making sure that your workouts are doing well. I mean, she's getting strength training in. Um, she says, I'm not just lazy, I'm working, I'm nursing school, so my life is nuts, just FYI. Yeah, no, I think um, I'm looking at what you do, and I'm looking at your life, and I'm looking at your age, and I think that there's, there, you know, it, this actually came up in, in the private group where someone was talking about, hey, you know, is eat perform something you do for life? You know, and I think it is, but I think there's a caveat that is a good caveat for Danielle to hear that for, for pieces of your life, you know, yeah, consistency can work, but there's also periods where you're going to have this craziness. And navigating that and staying relatively weight stable. I mean, I know her weight's up a couple pounds. I don't know if that's bothering her right now. For a lot of people, it would bother them. You know, her weight's only up like, you know, two, three pounds, but she's a pretty lean person as it is. First of all, I think that, and I think we were talking about this yesterday in one of our coaching calls, right? Where, okay. you know, a lot of times people, their weight goes up two to three pounds. She said, definitely feeling a little soft, but not stressing too much about the weight. What I think happens for a lot of people is, you know, when I'm looking at her steps and I'm looking at her workouts, certainly there was more consistency than there is right now. So weight goes up two to three pounds and then the person then goes, oh my God, you know, um, I need to either be more consistent or can you lower my calories? And I, I'm not averse to that. You know, Sarah has these problems as well. But mm -hmm. if Sarah came to me and said, hey, you know, oh God, I'm in such a funk, you know, what should I do mm -hmm. first? So, well, you know, how's your exercise and steps? Not as good as they could be. Let's start there, right? And I think when I look back at, you know, my, my weight's been stable under 175 most of this week, you know, was sort of having probably two to three weeks where my weight was biking up to, to 178. Um, I knew exactly what was happening. My, my steps and my volume was just down, you know. Mm -hmm. And so getting that piece back in place has made, you know, a real big difference. And, I mean, you know, we're definitely not going to go into it here because we talk about it enough on the podcast with April. It's kind of funny because I talk about Pokemon Go. Like, my Pokemon Go experience has just gone nuts. And April... um you know, she's been enjoying it. It's been something that's been a part of her low-intensity work for a while. Low-intensity mostly meaning walking, but somewhat jogging for some people. Um, but when I talk to April about it, you know, my kids are funnel funneling all, all this information to me. And they know all the rumors, all the secrets, you know, and all the really cool stuff. 
uh-huh. coming down the pipeline. And um, April mentioned one of the things that she anticipated and my girls kind of laughed. They're like, there's no way that that's happening, you know. But, but you know, there's all, you know, it's kind of like the iPhone. The iPhone will wash your car, you know. Um, yeah. it, it's sort of getting like that with Pokemon Go for the nerdy types that are into it, you know. We, um, I don't know if you know this, but we, we've talked about it the last couple days uh, or last couple times. We go out in a pack of three. <laughs> at um, nine o'clock at night, and we just go down and take out the eight gems that are near us, um, and then um, go back home. You know, um, and it's just it's just a fun little thing that I do with my girls and my dog comes That's along. So awesome! And my dog comes along. And my dog's like, "What are you guys doing?" You know, isn't it so crazy how something like that can bring you, you know, together? You know, bring you more quality time with yeah. your kids. Yeah. You wouldn't think of that. Yeah. Okay, so Danielle is saying that she wanted numbers lowered a bit just because of activity. Um, I'm going to make some changes that will lower things a bit, but I think will set up a little bit better for your circumstance so you're not super hungry, but also we're kind of keeping weight in check. I'm not... A huge fan of someone cutting this time of year, but Danielle doesn't need to cut. She's already super lean. Um, so making an adjustment for her in this situation probably makes a lot of sense. So what I'm going to do is actually up her fats a little bit and just lower her carbs. And I'll walk you guys through why I'm doing that. So, see, just not already since working out less. Yep, that's in line with my thought process as well. So, the basic idea, and a lot of this stuff, you know, I mean, I could get super sciencey with you. Actually, brag again, like really nerdy on you. Um, <laughs> but uh, what it basically comes down to is when you're not working out, you're mostly relying on fats for fuel. And when you are working out, you're mostly relying on carbohydrates for fuel. And the idea is to sort of push yourself one way or the other, and that's sort of what Mike T. Nelson introduced to eat form back in the day. And um, you know what he refers to that is as metabolic flexibility. And you know when I would do like live seminars with Mike. He would always make a point to say to people, is it like an on-off switch or is it like you're just pushing things one way or the other? So when, you know, life circumstance and things like this affect Danielle and she's not able to work out near as often, we're going to push things to more of the fat side, right? And having enough carbohydrates so she can work out effectively. Now, I think the big thing that I would want to say to Danielle is that you don't want to big that, dig that hole. And here's the problem that most people have when their calories get reduced. They use it as an idea for, uh, let's say that you were trying to work out four days that week, but 
your macros were reduced and you're like, well, I'll just go three days. Well, you dramatically affected everything right there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing too is that going to the gym can sometimes be very taxing, but making a half an hour, you know, like eating a quick lunch and then 30 minutes, um, you know, of walking makes all the difference in the world. Right. Right. Um, when I look at Danielle's steps, we've always had a little bit of an issue there. Right. It, you know, she's she's kind of a super, you know, she's like a lot of us. Right. We, we would all like to be in the gym more, work out more and do that because it's more rewarding than just going for a walk during the winter when it's 42 degrees outside. Right. You know, um, but it takes less time to do that. So that's something that we could think about. So as your volume has gone down from the workout standpoint, you might want to look at up in those steps a little bit to at least about a 10K average. So we can kind of deal with that piece of things. I don't think that your weight is a huge concern. Um, I think when someone like, for instance, you know, with what I was talking about, um, usually the first day, I definitely see a lot more definition after, you know, kind of a big ab day like yesterday. The second day, I, I tend to see even more. Um, when someone says they're feeling soft, you know, mm -hmm. my first thought is they're not, the workout piece isn't in place, Right. Um, because you can get in and I, I reflect back to when I was in New York and getting in 25, 30,000 steps a day and looked soft as could be weight was the same within a week of getting back to my normal gym schedule. You know, I started to see a lot more definition and things were sort of in order at that point. Um, so being out of the gym, losing that volume that's probably the biggest factor as it relates to, to being soft. And when you look at physique competitors, bodybuilders, you know, um, they're very, they're less inclined to miss workouts than, than they would be to miss meals, right? Like, like in some ways I feel like, um, I feel like those sports tend to be kind of professional dieters at time and that's part of the reason why you know um i am good i mean i i have to say i do see in my social media feed some things that you know you guys don't see so it is nice to see people talking about you know periodizing mm -hmm. you know their food choices and stuff like that which has basically been the emphasis of eat form for four years um and you know, kind of doing it in a, in a way, but in true social media land, right? Um, it's now not about you know periodizing. It's about periodizing with ten thousand calories, right? Um, which is like a step beyond reality for almost everyone, you know. And I get, you know, you want to show that you can eat 10,000 calories. 
but I just don't know that mm-hmm. it moves the narrative in a way that makes sense um, for most people. Because if we're talking about someone who is doing everything that they can to put on muscle, including performance-enhancing drugs, then 10,000 calories makes a lot of sense. I don't think most people realize how much you know professional bodybuilders that aren't right. natural like how much they eat you know it's it is yeah. 7 to 10,000 and they're they're putting in you know 3 to 6 hours a day worth of work um so so i, I think some of that gets ridiculous and i don't think it sets up real well for a um normal audience right that that what is what i believe we speak to so Daniel said was killing the stuff game this summer when I had more time. Uh, when school started, um, it destroyed my step game. While that's true, um, the, the holidays aren't great for food consistency, but they tend to be pretty good for exercise consistency. You know, um, you have a little bit more time. You know, school isn't going during Thanksgiving. School isn't going during Christmas, you know. Um, and so those are good days to kind of get back into that groove. I do think, you know, even though we emphasize the, the step piece and low intensity piece, in the case of Danielle, you know, step piece might not be super important right. as long as the resistance piece is in place because she's already lean. But without the resistance piece, then we got to make sure that we have something in place of that. So that's my only thoughts there. All right. So on that note, um, this wasn't our normal, funny, Paul and Sarah type thing, um, but uh, hopefully people got some good stuff out of it. I know that, you know, it's the holidays and, um, you know, we're, we're all trying to just escape the next few weeks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once again, I'm glad you're not making me laugh because <laughs> um, that little piece that made me laugh was... It was definitely uncomfortable. Sorry. But um, but yeah, so so you know, the big idea is really just to survive the next couple of weeks for most people and uh, just set themselves up for a good 2017, you know, and not, you know, dig this gigantic hole. So I appreciate everybody listening to this. Sarah, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everyone. Have right. a wonderful weekend. All right, you guys. Talk to you later. Bye now.